without saying that you got something. You know, one thing God put in my heart real fast was the story, and I, I mentioned this about in our service, but it was the story about David and Goliath. And you, and you take a simple story like that, and you look at when Goliath was standing there, and he, he was telling everybody, who's going to come out and battle me? And that's when David spoke up, and he said, you know, he was there, and I'm making the story short, but he said, I will. And you know what? Saul let him. And you want to know why Saul let him? Because he was at the point in his life that there was nothing He was too scared. You see, he felt like it was the end of what he could do because he wasn't going to go out and battle him. He wasn't going to go fight Goliath. He felt he didn't have any other options. So what did he do? He let David go. He think about what he sat, what he was going to give for a little shepherd boy, what what he was going to give up. He would have given up his whole kingdom if David were to lost. But he gave, he, he, he didn't have an option, and he gave it to David. And I sit and I think about that, but what about in our lives? You see, it takes when we get down to that lowest point in life where we think there's nothing more is when we come to church. That's when we start saying, you know what, God, I'm going to give you control. You see, it's, it's when we get down to that low point in our life is when we. So I encourage somebody here today that if anybody's down in the low point, these altars are going to be open because God is doing great things. So that was an extra thing. I will not charge you guys for that. But, I'm just kidding. But I am thankful to be here tonight. I give honor to my dad for letting me come up and speak. Uh, I am a short speaker, so everybody don't worry. We will not be here long, but I, I have a point. I ask that if they can put up the picture on the screen real fast. So today during church, this was my boy. He was on a cell, he's on a phone, an old rotary phone. And I started thinking about it, and I thought it was funny, so I'm going to put it up for our church to see that. I'm going to ask, I know that it's hard to not be on your phone, but I'm going to ask that we don't get on a phone. But three things I want to mention about this picture is, yes, that is my boy. Yes, that was during service. And yes, I had my phone out taking a picture. So I promise you today I will not have my phone out if you guys don't have yours. But today in Scripture, I want to read about Luke 15, 11 through 24. It says, And he said a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me a portion of goods that have fallen to me. And he divided it unto them, his living, and not many days after, the younger son gathered together and took a journey into a far country, and he wasted the, his substance and roots in its living, and when he had spent all day, there he arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want, and he went and joined himself to the citizens of the country, and he sent him into the fields. To feed the swine. And he, and he would fan have filled his belly with the husk and the swine did eat. And no man gave himself unto him. And when he came 
to himself. He said, how many hired servants have my father have bread enough to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and I will go to my father and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against the heavens and before thee and, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And, and the son said unto thy father, I have sinned against thee in thy sight and, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But thy father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and the shoes on his feet, and bring hither a fatted cow and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this is my son, was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be married. Dad, will you pray? You guys may be seated. So tonight is a service about back to school. You see, I was sitting and thinking about when I was back to school, and I figured out that is was a long, 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 12 years. But it actually flew, so I can't say it's that. And I was thinking, I'm like, you know what, tonight I'm sure there's some people in here that has been out of school four or five times longer than I have. But it, was, it has been a 12 years that I have been out of school, and it, it really has flown by. But here is a parable, and I was thinking when I was, when I was getting the message ready, I was thinking, what can I say or what can I do that back when it was 12 years ago that, that I did not realize. Now, here's the point. I said that I did not realize. Not that I wasn't taught. It's that it did not click with me until later. You see, here's a parable that Jesus spoke about a boy wanting to do his own thing. About a boy that thought it was better on the other side. Now, I remember going through school Everything seemed like it was better. If someone was telling me to go right, I probably went left because it just seemed like the better things to do. But I wonder, and you don't have to raise your hand, but I wonder who else in here feels the same way. There is something better than where I'm at. There, there was something, you know, you go through school and one thing is you're in fifth grade, you want to be in sixth grade. When you're in sixth grade, you want to be in seventh grade. When you're in high school, when you're in middle school, you want to be in high school. You know, when you when you get your driver license, you know, you want your driver license. Then when you get it, you want something else. It's always something that you want better. You see, we we tell ourselves too, if I get out of school, I remember sitting in school and telling myself I will I was fourth grade and I told myself I would never live the 2020. And guess what? It's 2022. 
You know, it's just we live life and, and we, we kind of wish, wish it away. But on the other hand, we, we always want something. We always think there's something better. You see, and just like the prodigal son, always thinking better on the other side is appealing. And you see, we see him go out from his family. We see that he goes out. He takes his, his inheritance and he goes out. And guess what? He hits rock bottom. What was known to be fun or, or might have been better was not better. It was actually worse. You see, I know in some type, and I'm sure when he hit rock bottom and he went to the farmer, I'm sure he's felt alone. I want to ask anybody here tonight who feels, and don't raise your hand, but just think in your mind, have you ever felt alone? You know, I, I remember there are times in my life that I felt alone. I felt like nobody was there. Nobody's went through what I've went through. Nobody, you know, it was I'm all alone. You see, I wonder if when he hit rock bottom and he was feeding the farmer, at, just at a certain time, maybe he felt like he was alone. And you see, the message, when the boy went to his father, when he finally said, you know what, there is a father, my father will take me back. He might not take me back as a son, but he will let me eat as working for him. You see, and, and then the message, when the boy went home and his father, what happened? His father went running to him. You see, and I want to ask today, why? Why did his father go running? Maybe his father lived a life being a boy. You know, maybe his father knows what it's like to go on the other side, to, to try things out and to make mistakes. You see, maybe he knows he's been in that boy's first step. You see, the truth is the church, of peop the church is full of people that's went different ways. That's, that's, that's the encouragement. That's, that's the strength in the church. That's why it's so encouraging. I know right now we're dealing with three kids under the age of three. It wasn't the smartest thing maybe, but we did it, and we're blessed for it. But we're dealing with it. But you know what? There was an encouragement of other parents that encourage us daily like this tomb shall pass. I don't know when, but they do encourage us that this tomb will pass. And you see, this church, as youth, as adults, as kids, no matter what stage you are in, this church is full of encouragement. It's full of people that came home running to their father. You see, here's my point tonight. It's mistakes, feeling alone, having to do things, Figuring it out on your own, it's all natural. It, it, we all go through it. But coming home to the Father is where we need to be. You see, there, there's places in my life that I've, I've been to high school, and, and I've been places, and, and I've been to college, technical school, whatever you want to call it. But the point is, is what I remember the most in life is the altar. What I remember the most in life 
is that time where I was laying in bed and I got a hold of God. You see, the things are going to change. People are going to change. But you know what? That time that you have with the Father. You see, we have a natural Father, but then we have a spiritual Father. You see, and the Bible talks about going to Him. You see, in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, it says, Thou have no temptation taken you, but such as a common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way for escape. They, that ye may be able to bear it. You see, that scripture doesn't say that things are not going to come your way. That scripture does not tell us that there are not going to be battles that come our way. But he will give you none that you can bear. But you know how you figure that out? Is you have to make way to God. You have to get into prayer. And we, and we have to get into that time and, and that place where God can use us. As I said earlier, is I remember things that were fun in school. In school but I also remember the time I had with God more. And as I, 12 years after, and I'm sure there's people in here that will say 20 years or 30 years or 40 years. We probably have a couple 70 70 years. And they will still say that it's that time. It's that that relationship with God. When things were tough with the prodigal son, he went to the father. He went to the source that was going to get him. You see, temptations and troubles and and trials are going to come our way. But we have to continually to that source. It's called that time. You see, the, the great thing about God is he's everywhere. So you know what that means? That means if we're in our room, we can reach him. That means when we're in church, we can reach him. That means when we're at the dinner table or, or, we're, or if you're in the car, you see, these altars are great and we need them. But we also need that time with God. And no matter where we are at, no matter what place we are at, that's when we find him. I talk about the story of David and, and not having. There's going to be points in our lives where we feel like there's nothing around or, or there's, there's no place that we can get to. But you know what? It's those points that God's trying to pull out of us to reach him. You see, when, they, when it says that you will not be tempted more than you can handle, it, it's, it's those temptations, it's, it's those troubles and those trials that come your way is when God's just wanting you to reach down on your knees and say, God, you take control of this situation. God, you be in this situation because God, this situation's too big for me, but I know that you're there. You see, you see, I heard stories and stories about, you know, when times are tough, that's when you need to be in church. You see, if you're struggling, that's when you need to find a service for Sunday night. Or that's when you need to find, see if someone's playing a Wednesday service, when you have a Tuesday service. That's when you, when, when situation gets rougher, that's when you need to find God. You, that, that's when you need to start saying, you know what? I want to take some more time. If, even if that's in your prayer closet or, or in your room or before you go to bed, when things get tougher is when you need him more.
You're here tonight, maybe some of you guys, because your parents dragged you. But for the most part, you're here, though, because God knew you was going to be here. You see, this message is for everybody. You see, I, I, one thing that I've been working with with my kids at the church in Salem is that God chose you. God wants you. There is no life that is not worth it to God. There is nobody in here that God doesn't want. You see, God, you're, God's created you, and you're here. So there's a purpose for you to be here. You see, I, being out 12 years again, being out, even 12 years I've been out, and to be really honest with you, I've had friends that have committed suicide. I've had friends that have died in car accidents. I've had friends that have died in ATV accidents. I've had friends that I don't even see anymore. But you know what? It's this point here right now is we don't know what the future is going to hold. We don't know what's going to happen. But all we know is that we're here today. You see, we're here right now. When we're in our room and, and we can get that connection with God, is we're here. God's here. Every, you know, it's that time. It's, it's that building the relationship. I wonder if we can stand. The biggest point that I was thinking is when I was going through high school that I wish I would have probably focused more on is the fact of reaching out to God more. Taking that time and being just sitting with him and putting Christian music on or, or because we all have friends. We're all going to be distracted, you know, going through high school. We're going to make mistakes. We're, go we're going to do things. But if I just had more of a time well, I just found a place and I, I put on some music or, or I did something where I could just sit and focus on God. You see, if, if you go back in scripture on this story, you have the prodigal son. But if you go back to two more parables, it's the parable of the coin and it's the parable of the lost sheep. And you know what all three parables have? It's talking about God picking the one person. The coin, it talks about a lady having multiple coins, and she loses one. And she does everything she can do to find that one. That sheep, it talked about that one sheep leaving, and they went back to find that sheep. You know what that means? You're important. You know what that means? One person's important. It doesn't matter who you are, what you are. But God showed three parables right in the row how everybody is important. But God wants time with you. 
He created you for time. He created you to worship Him. You see, we talk about, Mike brought it up last Sunday night, but we talk about repenting. It's, it's, it's an apostolic. It's in every apostolic church, but it's repenting. And how I like to explain it is when you repent, you turn 180. I wonder if everybody can just turn 180. That means you, you turn away. When we repent, we turn away. You guys can turn back around. But that means when we repent, we turn away. <laughs> we don't do it again. You see, tonight, I wonder if we can make our way up to the, the altar. And if we just take a couple minutes, time, whatever, whatever time it takes or, or whatever it does. But I wonder tonight if, if we can just repent and, and just give God the praise and the glory. As, as we start a new chapter in our life, whatever grade we start, if it's college or high school or elementary or, or kindergarten or middle school. So whatever chapter we start, I promise you, we serve a God that loves you. But we have to know the Father. We have to know when times or, or even when we're just sitting in our room that there is a Father. And just like the prodigal son went to the Father, we have to go to our Heavenly Father. I wonder if we can just spread out here and, and let's just take a couple minutes. I don't speak long so we can have a long altar service. But I wonder if we can just take a couple minutes because I promise you, when we, when we cry out to God, when we give God everything, these are the times that you're going to remember. Oh yeah, I went to church and, and I was frustrated and I was tired and I felt like I couldn't go on anymore. But when I hit my knees to those ground. God saved me. Oh, I felt like I maybe had a financial situation or, or a problem, but when I gave it to God, when I, when I sat at that altar and said, God, it's yours. I'm tired of fighting. Oh, I wonder how many people here tonight that's had situations. I remember times when, I, when I've laid on the ground and I said, God, you got to take this situation and I'm just going to lay here until I feel like it. And guess what? When I got up, it was gone. The problem was God. You know, we, we just read in Scripture how there's no temptation that's too great. But that's us. That's our relationship with God. You see, that, that temptation is great until we give it to God. You know, we can have stuff that's too hard. But that's why God says with Him, it's with God. I wonder if we can just take a little bit of time tonight and just, let's just ask God if, if we're going through something or, or just going through school or whatever, whatever we're facing or, or whatever it is. I wonder if we can just take a little bit of time and just say, God, it's, it's, it's yours, God. It, you're in control. Knowing the Father. You see, when, when things get tough tonight, when, when problems start, know the Father. Just like the prodigal son, he went back to his Father. Worship with him and, and just, just take a couple of time.